Orale. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. I'm your host, Jorge Martin. And do you remember the 21st night of September? That's right, September 21, the date upon which is written the absolute greatest song in disco history. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Muchas gracias for writing that song. I don't tell you, I can't tell you how many thousands of times I've heard of that song. Made sure it gets played at weddings, bar mitzvahs, everything, quinceañeras, the whole nine yards. It gets the place jumping and it gets going. So one more time. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Well, hey, let's get into it. It is week three. It is waiver wire time. It is time for Los Pickups. Uh, yes, uh, as we talked about last week, the pickups is based on my father used to call his pickup a pickup. So gotta love it. But hey, this is it's not a very sexy week this week. We don't have an Elijah Mitchell who has us all frothing at the mouth and wanting to be able to pick him up. No, there's not. But there is some value. And the value that is actually going to be happening is starting off with the quarterbacks. So we got three streamers this week, and these streamers might become starters because of the fact that there are some guys who are out there who got hurt last week. We're talking Tua, we're Tua Tagovailoa, Tyrod Taylor. They're they're likely out. Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles. Who knows if he's going to be be able to play? Derek Carr sprained ankle. We've got Ben Roethlisberger took a shot to the chest. He's he's walking and walking wounded. Baker Mayfield, I don't know if you guys saw that play where he got up and it looked like he, his left arm was hanging. I was worried about a shoulder separation at that point. And then we also got Andy Dalton, which means Justin Fields is going to be uh, likely going to be starting. He's not eligible for this pickups uh, waiver wire column, uh, but if he is available in your league, you got to grab him. Grab him now. Make him your top waiver priority. But you know the team, the players who are at least fifty percent or less rostered on Yahoo leagues. I got three quarterbacks that we got to talk about. Number one, Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater. He's completing seventy-seven percent of his passes right now. I mean, through two weeks. And granted, it's been a couple of cupcakes. Uh, you know, yeah, Jacksonville in there last week that he just tore them apart. But again. He is doing it. He was nine of 10 for 97 yards and a touchdown when he was under pressure last week. So under pressure. Doo, 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 doo. So, you know, uh, thank you, Queen, for writing that song. So this is a guy, he's coming home and he's playing the Jets. The Jets, no bueno on defense. Can you imagine? No, they, they're not, they're not someone that you want to get you want to roster. Get Teddy B in your lineup. Daniel Jones, he's going up against Atlanta. Is he the new Konami code quarterback? You know, he's, he had 95 yards rushing last week. He was, he looked great. He had one touchdown. He had another one called back. He's coming home. The Atlanta Falcons are coming to town. The Falcons are number 32 in fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks right now. This is just, this is, this looks like it's shaping up, shaping up like a big time, a big time romp. Also remember Daniel Jones was one dropped bomb by Darius Slayton away from going over 300 yards last week. So again, think about keep an eye on him. He is a guy that, that I, I don't know if he's going to be an every week starter for you, but there are going to be some, pl- some points in the schedule where you want to grab him and put him in your lineup. The other one, Sam Darnold, Donald 
back-to-back games of 200 plus yards in the first half. Thank you, Peter King, for that for that stat. Uh, again, was it just getting out from under under Adam Gay's thumb? Maybe. You got Joe Brady calling the plays. This is a guy. He is close to t- averaging close to 300 yards a game right now. He's got weapons. He's got DJ Moore in the middle of what looks like a breakout season. Still got Robbie Anderson. Got Terrace Marshall in there, and you got that guy, you know, run CMC, and you know, coming out, coming out uh, of the backfield, grabbing plenty of passes. Uh, Sam Darnold at Houston this week. Now, the ter- Trevor Lawrence went for over 300 yards in Houston a couple weeks ago, but uh, Sam Darnold, much better supporting cast than what Lawrence has, and I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Darnold is a play this week. The the Texans, no one on defense. Let's go to the running backs. Michael Carter is rostered in 50% of leagues. So he barely makes it onto this list. I liked what I saw. I kind of I picked him up on one of my main leagues last week, kind of on a speculative pick because of the fact that I I someone had dropped them. So it's kind of like as the fantasy footballers like to say, drop it while it's you know, drop it while it's hot. Well, uh, you know, this is a guy, he got 13 touches. Uh, total for 88 yards. So and says again, you know, Michael Carter. I, I've always said that he was the most talented running back in the running back room for the Jets. He is a guy that is going to be able to play play plenty. And uh, he got 33 offensive snaps last week, which was the same as Ty Johnson. And they were way ahead of the number th- the the second most or third most technically so these two are going to be the ones that are on the field the most i think i think michael carter is going to come into kind of like that deandre swift role that was uh what what he did about halfway through the season where he does some running cat runs about 10 12 times a game and catches about five six passes i think this uh, that's what's happening it's a tough matchup this week at denver uh, as we mentioned uh when we were talking about teddy bridgewater Michael Carter might not have a lot of room to run this week, especially with Mekhi Becton being out injured. But again, this is a speculative play. This is a play for the weeks ahead, maybe for your bye weeks, maybe for the second half of the season. You, If Michael Carter is available in your league, snap him up because running backs are going to become more and more scarce as the season goes along. Speaking of running backs, Zach Moss, he is rostered in 49% of leagues. Uh, you know, there's some good, he got two touchdowns last week after being inactive in week one. The not so good. He had 18 offensive snaps only, uh, which was significantly behind less than half of what Devin Singletary had. So, uh, you know, temper your enthusiasm for him a little bit. No tanto, no, no, no te pongas tan loco for him. But again, it's another running back. It's uh, it was interesting that the how the Bills are start you know starting to run a little bit more. I mean they're not they're not hitting on all cylinders in the passing game like they did last year. But uh, again, Moss is a guy that at the very least is going to be an, a, a primary option at the goal line. Uh, James White was a primary option on surprisingly. Uh, uh, a uh, option at the goal line. Getting he's rostered in forty three percent of the leagues. He got a touchdown last week, but with him, you're grabbing him with the idea of using him in the passing game. He's got twelve receptions already in the first two weeks of the season. He's he's very much the primary target. He actually led the 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 New England Patriots in snaps last week. So you're looking at him as the guy who's going to be on the field field plenty. Uh, we know that in that system that they like to check down to James White 
primarily, but uh, <laughs> secondarily to any of the running backs. So I'm looking for White to be a guy who's going to get plenty plenty of targets over these weeks. He's a guy to target essentially for those bye weeks coming up. He's a great play in PPR, so you want to grab him in there. He's going up against New Orleans this week, kind of a tough matchup. Uh, you know, I know what happened last week with Carolina. I'm still kind of chalking that up to, you know, uh, kind of a weird thing, possibly a mulligan for the the Saints. Let's also remember they had plenty of coaches that were on the COVID list. They've been traveling essentially for a month since uh, Hurricane Ida. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe we cut them a little slack. But uh, again, James White is a is a good play. The interesting one, Corderell Patterson, CPAT, Ian Harditz of Pro Football Focus. This is this one's for you. I can't, first off, I can't believe that major confession, you know, uh, but bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I sat Corderell Patterson in a 20 team league, 20, 20 teams. Then he got a pair of touchdowns. I actually lost. Uh, G-Men J, uh, you got me on this one. Hopefully uh, we get to meet again later. But uh, so he got a pair of touchdowns last week, one in passing, one receive, one uh, rushing. Got a total, you know, he he was very much used in the in the uh, both in, in the offense in kind of a rough game for the for the Falcons. But again, you're looking at him as kind of a complimentary option uh, with maybe the upside of gaining some carries because of the carries and touches because of the fact that you're looking at him. He's not, uh, you know, he's not, he, he hasn't been used like Mike Davis. Mike Davis got 46 offensive snaps last week to 24 for Cordero Patterson. So he's on the, Pat Davis was on the field more, but you know what? I would remember, I was talking about fading him a lot. I fading Davis a lot before the season, because I just didn't like the, the, the way this was going to shape up. And I really felt like they were going to trade him during the partway through the season. They might not be able to, because Davis just has not been good this year. Uh, Patterson's going to be a, a good two way threat. He might be a cheap flex option option for you uh down the road just definitely grab you know look at grabbing them up only in 16 percent of leagues right now last running back alexander madison my name is alexander madison i'm sorry uh, all you hamilton fans you guys get that one <laughs> uh, okay so let's he's on this list he's on 33 percent of uh rosters right now he is not on this list for the 11 rushing yards that he had last week and he only got 13 offensive snaps which was 47 compared to dalvin cook he is on this list because dalvin cook came out of the game for a little bit with a, with a tweaked ankle so you just never know with dalvin cook he you know he's got that shoulder that's that could be a ticking time bomb gracias uh, to Dr. Edwin Porras uh, for keeping us up to speed on that. But again, you know, you look at you look at uh, Madison. If you'd love to have Madison already on your roster, if something happens to Cook, and if you've got that spot open, it's a good option to have. So go grab him. Darnell Mooney, uh, interesting ball player. You know, he is rostered in forty five percent of leagues. Last week, he had eight targets, turned him into six receptions for 66 yards against Cincinnati. And, you know, he actually was on the field for six more snaps than Allen Robinson. So you're looking at him. He's a great deep threat. It's looking, it hasn't, nothing's been declared as of right now. We're in the afternoon on Wednesday. It's nothing has been declared that he is going to be the starter. But that Justin Fields is going to be the starter. But keep in mind, Justin Fields' deep ball was one of the best in college football last year. 
So Darnell Mooney, he is a splendid, incredible uh, uh, offensive option when it comes to the deep ball. So uh, grab, you know, Mooney may be a guy to grab for for upcoming weeks. And, uh, you know, this is a tough week with Cleveland being being having coming in with an upgraded secondary, even though they're only number 17 in fantasy points per game allowed to the wide receiver. But uh, if you need to play Mooney, not a bad play because of the fact there's the home run potential with him. And speaking of home run, Rondale Moore. More, more, more. Dame more, more, more. 35% of rosters out there. So I, I'm recommending this one with potentially a little bit of break, pumping in the brakes. So he had seven receptions last week in eight targets, 114 yards in it, and an electric touchdown. He was fantastic. Keep in mind, he only got it. He was only on the field for 28 snaps. So he got the ball almost a third of the time that he was, uh, that he, that he was on the field. So, you know, if he's on there, there's almost a one in three chance that he's going to get the ball, but that was still number four among Cardinals pass catchers. So the one thing that is, that is important, they do like to run a lot of four wide receiver sets. So uh, Rondell Moore is a guy that, that, that could be an option. Maybe his, maybe it's a sign that his role is going to grow some more. So you still got Hopkins there. You still got AJ green. You still got Christian Kirk, but again, if you're looking at a cheap way to get into this electrifying offense, this is a guy to this is a guy to get. Go grab him. Another electric player, Henry Ruggs. I mean, that was such a beautiful long bomb for you know against the Steelers. Now, uh, I, I tell you, there were some people out there who were saying to drop him going into Week Two. They didn't like the usage on Monday Night Football against the Ravens, but. I kept saying pump the brakes. This is a first round draft pick who was on a team that didn't really have a lot of wide receiver competition other than Brian Edwards. Yes, I know. They've got Darren Waller. He's there. He's a stud. He's a G. Eso está bien. Eso está bien. Él es el hombre. Somebody needs to be riding shotgun with him. And it's it may as well be rugs. He's open. He there have been so many people who've talked about the the way he opens up the field for them in the middle. Darren Waller being one of them, saying how much how much rugs opens up the field in the middle. You look at you, you look at rugs. He's going to get that deep ball, and you know he's a guy you want to have on your roster because of the fact that I mean again he's got that home run potential, and uh, you know you're looking at him as uh, you know someone to stash. Look, I have him on a lot of rosters. Uh, I probably batted 500 on starting him last week. I wish I batted a thousand because I would have gotten a couple more wins, but uh so a csc uh one thing to keep in mind also brian edwards is a guy uh his teammate is another wide receiver to keep an eye on uh, and maybe grab he's only in 20 percent of uh, rosters out there so he is someone who is likely to get get plenty of balls in the weeks ahead also keep an eye on on uh, the practice and, uh, and the injury reports in relation to Derek carr because if Derek carr can't go then I don't know if I can I could start him. I can start Ruggs or Edwards because of the fact that even the backup quarterback, Marcus Mariota, he's on IR. So I don't know who's third string with the Raiders, but again, I worry about that. Derek Carr does play through injuries. Remember last year he played through he, he played through an uh, injury late in the season after he came out of that Thursday night game. So and and Marcus Mariota kind of lit up the lit up the place, looked like Lamar Jackson. So uh look at make sure to keep him uh keep these two guys in mind but keep an eye on the practice reports tim patrick 
you know, those of you old enough to remember Buddy Ryan and the Eagles when he used to say that Chris Carter, all he used to do is catch touchdowns. Well, he ended up catching touchdowns all the way to the Hall of Fame, uh, a few in, largely with the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, you look at Patrick again, two weeks two touchdowns. He's only caught seven receptions during that time. And all of a sudden he's going to have, uh, you're looking at him as a, as the number two possibility. Cortland Sutton is the clear number one, el numero uno on this team. So you're, there's no question on that, but Patrick, he's going to keep getting targets because there's no Jerry Judy out there. And it really looks like he's going to be in the option. Can you imagine if you throw some fab dollars at Teddy Bridgewater and, and Tim Patrick, all of a sudden, you get yourself a stack this week going up against the Jets. Los Jets. Oh, eso es muy caliente. That is something that I want to be putting on my roster. All right. Well, last wide receiver we're talking about, Quintez Cephas. We're looking at him, and I'm looking at you, Quintez Cephas. I saw you plenty, especially on that first, on that first drive last night against the uh, for the Lions against the Packers on Monday Night Football. He looked great. He now has 13 targets in the first two games and touchdowns in both games, and he is cl the clear leader both in targets and in snaps among the wide receivers for the Lions. Now, granted, we all know that TJ Hawkinson is going to be a limited one when it comes to the, when it comes to targets for the Lions. I am not discounting that, but this is a team that's going to have to throw. I mean, we saw it last night. They need to throw to keep up because that defense, no one, and they lost another defensive back last night. So again, the, the, this one's the Cephas. He's only on 2% of rosters out there. So, and he is far and away the guy, the, the snap leader among the wide receivers and the target leader. So you want this guy on your roster. So, you know, for maybe for a stash, look at the, look at the option, maybe play him in a home game against, you know, potentially a weak secondary, you know, kind of like last flex. He's a guy. Ponlo en la mira. Keep an eye on him. Ponle el ojo. Uh, last one. Austin Hooper, and this one is directly related to Jarvis Landry going on IR earlier today. You look at him, he is, uh, there's going to be some targets out there. We still don't know if OBJ is going to be able to play this week. So if, if OBJ doesn't play this week, all of a sudden is that, are, are we talking about what? Yeah, Don, Don, Donovan Peoples-Jones is the number one receiver. Anthony Schwartz, there's going to be some targets out there. Kareem Hunt's going to get some targets. And I'm also reminded of something that Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland, the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com told me. This is an offense that very much reveres the tight end. This is a player that is going to be getting some, plenty of playing time uh, and getting plenty of targets. He was the snap leader among all the tight ends. There were three tight ends who all got at least 30 snaps last week. So there's a lot of 12 personnel, maybe, you know, uh, and plenty of tight ends on there. Some of them on there to block, but you know what? There's going to be plenty of times where the, the tight ends are going to leak out and get, get some targets, uh, some stuff underneath. Hooper is as good a chance as any. If you've been streaming tight ends so far, you want to make sure you want you want to hey take a look at this guy and see if he uh, help maybe can help you out for a week because uh, the Bears the Bears they're pretty they're they're pretty decent on defense but again this is going to be a home game for the for the Browns so this is this is an option this is purely a volume option for me yeah well eso es todo for los pickups uh, and remember 
this is uh thank you so much for joining us the make please make sure you're following us on youtube you're sure please make sure to subscribe give us a like on this one hopefully you like hopefully you like my singing on here so uh i may give you a little bit more taste on this one uh please make sure to also follow make sure if you want to listen to the audio version you can find us on apple google spotify wherever you get your podcasts because we are on anchor also make sure you find our original content at familiaffb.com and and I push out all the content on Jorge Martin at Jorge Martin 17 on Twitter and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Familia FFB and, and on Twitter as well. So to end all, let's not forget our family, Familia FFB Facebook page. Uh, otra vez, everybody, remember, todos somos familia. And una vez, una vez más, do you remember the 21st night of September?